Testing, testing. It's on. One, two, one, two. Microphone checker. Microphone wrecker. Microphone picker, picker. <laughs> Alright, let's give this a shot. What is life? What does it mean to heal? I'm a human. Hello, hello? Anybody there? Why are we here? What does this mean? Let's figure it out together. That's fun. Just to come play. Play in the podverse. What are we doing? This is the Turning of the Bones podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Turning of the Bones podcast. I'm your host, Colby Marie. Hello, welcome, you perfect Pauls, you lovely Larrys, you outstanding Olivias, you beautiful Beatrices. Thanks for joining me on my podcast. <laughs> Still getting used to that. I think I'm now in the double digits. This might be episode 11 or 12. Can't remember right now, but. I'm really excited about where this is going. Some of the feedback I'm getting from friends. If you are new to this podcast, welcome. So happy to have you here. You can really jump in wherever. If you're jumping in here, perfect. If you want to go back to the beginning, kind of see the the arc that this has taken so far, do that. But we're here now. Happy to have you. And yeah, what? What's going on today? I, uh, I hope you're well. I hope today finds you feeling and doing what you need to do for you to take care of yourself so that you can show up in your life the way that you want. <clears throat> it has been hot, hot, hot here in Denver, Colorado. Like three days, close to 100 degrees. And... I've been doing a lot of early morning exercising to take care of myself, getting up and trying to beat the heat. Went on a couple runs this week, been walking Lily. She's doing great. Found a nice little swimming hole for her at the park. Uh, It's really a fun little irrigation. It's a historic irrigation ditch in Denver. Um, Water rights here are really fascinating and it's a historical landmark called Smith's Ditch, and it runs through Wash Park, and it's still running today. So water comes down from the mountains, and because it is a historic uh, water resource, <clears throat> for the city it still has pretty clean water, so it's nice to let the, the pup jump in it, because most of the other lakes here in Denver are pretty gross come June. So... Feeling pretty blessed. Life's pretty good. Things are blooming. My garden is fecund. I have harvested my first round of greens. My tomatoes are starting to shoot up. So are my cucumbers and my squash and zucchini plants are getting gigantic and flowering. And I'm going to (laughs) be doing some weeding later today, which is good. I'm going to weed away the uh, confusion I feel in my brain. I like to go out in the garden 
regularly and just pull weeds for 10 or 15 minutes is uh, a break while I'm working or planning the podcast and it just kind of helps me reset, kind of clear out the debris of my own thinking. Uh, as you might know about me or come to know about me, I kind of view everything as an opportunity for ritual. So maybe we'll call that one weeding for wisdom. Who knows? It's a, it's a, it's a working title. Uh, but I hope that you're well. I hope the things that bring you joy are nourishing you. Uh, the world seems to be speeding up post, post-pandemic restriction lifting. Uh, now that some of the restrictions have been lifted. Um, and I've had a lot of conversations this week about what that's been like for people. And I think it's been, it's been challenging for a lot of people that I've talked to, and I think for myself included, this kind of seemingly, or it felt like an immediate shift. It felt like, you know, we were in it, we were in it. You're isolated, you're alone, you still can't do anything. You're calling Grubhub. You're exhausting your list of things to watch on Netflix. You're, if you're like me, you're probably trying your hardest to stay mentally stable during that time. And then all of a sudden, it was like the CDC just lifted all these restrictions. And uh, I think there are any number of responses to that. I've been going slowly, trying to take my time, see what I am and I'm not ready for. Um, and I know that's not, that's not what everybody needed. I know that a lot of people were missing the things that brought them joy and really struggled to find the motivation or discipline or resources and understandably you know, the pandemic was, I would say, the second collective trauma that I've experienced in my lifetime with 9-11 being the first one, uh, the subsequent following misinformation and wars and deception by our politicians, which is nothing new, but also just because you expect somebody to lie to you doesn't make it any easier when you get lied to. Um, or when somebody you think is in a position of looking out for you lies to you, it's, it's never easy. So there was the, the, the attacks, uh, the falling of the World Trade Centers in New York, um, and then this pandemic. So in my lifetime, I'm 44 years old. <laughs> I kind of feel like I'm just just now understanding some of the stuff that I learned in history class and the impact of that on individual psyches, my grandparents' psyches, I've mentioned this before, and the collective. And right now I think people are feeling lots of feelings and that's understandable and that's okay. I hope that you're not putting any pressure on yourself to go back to 
quote-unquote normal or what you thought was normal. There have been so many memes about uh, the concept of normal. Was it normal what we were doing before the pandemic? All the running around, kind of incessantly massaging our own egos on social media, filling up our time with activities and experiences and things, and then kind of getting an extended pause there to reflect about, for me, I, I really felt like it was an opportunity and a super uncomfortable opportunity. It's like a, I've been joking with a friend, it's a gift that you never would have asked for. Um, it was like an extended meditation retreat, so it wasn't always comfortable or easy, but it gave me the opportunity to kind of slow down and it feels like a good orientation for myself. I know that some of the people I've talked to, you know, really needed for their mental well-being. And I support this just to get back out and go to dinner and go to the gym and go to concerts. Um, but for me, I'm just moving a little bit slower and I think that's okay. I don't think that this is a race. Um, <laughs> and this kind of, I think it's a, a nice intro and segue into what I wanted to talk about today, which is, uh, I had an insight this morning when I was working out. I had that, that great feeling. So this morning I got up and I ran on Monday and Tuesday, which is huge for me because I hate running. Um, I did some, I needed to do some yoga on Wednesday to offset some of the damage that running does to my body to balance myself out. And then today I, I wanted to do some core and there were these two workout videos that I have and it's kind of, it's like my pandemic workout playlist. And four weeks ago, I could only make it through half of each of these videos. I set the goal about three months ago to work out five days a week, and I'm pretty steadily hitting that goal. Part of my goal post-pandemic was to prioritize my physical well-being, and that's included another attempt at getting off the cigarettes, which has been going smashingly. Uh, I broke down last week and bought a pack and smoked it. Back on the lozenges again, but going slow with that one. Not gonna beat myself up too much about it. I needed, I needed that old friend that week. And my other goal, you know, I have a, a dietary goal to continue to try to eat well 80% of the time leaving 20% for some ice cream and popcorn and french fries and things that I like. And then my other goal was to work out five days a week. And so I've been, I've been hitting that pretty steadily and it's brought up a lot of, a lot of feelings and emotions for me. 
I'm in my mid 40s, so I don't have as much juice in the tank as I used to. Feels like it's a little harder to build. Uh, I don't seem to be progressing as quickly as I did when I was younger, which has been really challenging. It's brought up a lot of really beautiful contemplations about aging. Uh, I think it really helped me connect deeply with my mom and my aunt. Um, it's funny because they, they call me a young person, which is great. Because um, I know someday I'll call 40-year-olds a young person. But this is as old as I've ever been. So <laughs> I'm as old as I can, I can know. So I feel old to me, but I know that I won't be if I'm given the chance to continue living. And so this morning there was a little bit more challenging core workout. And I've been trying to work all parts of my body. I really believe that um, having a balanced system sets me up for more mental health. You know, if I kind of overdo any one thing, whether it's working out just my lower body or just skateboarding or just doing yoga or just doing core or just doing running or just doing hiking, I have found that I tend to feel a little out of balance. So I've been blessed with health in the last 10 years, physical health. I haven't had a ton of injuries. I haven't been chronically ill um, like I was when I was younger. And today I was able to do both of these exercises. It was probably 40 minutes of core. Um, and about halfway through, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm like, I'm getting that feeling. I'm getting that, that excitement. <clears throat> I think that all of us feel when we're learning something new and it starts to click or when we're working out and you can start to see the results. And, you know, it's taken a little bit longer in this iteration of my body for me to, to feel that. And it was really challenging. There were definitely times where I just wanted to give up and, you know, accept the story that my brain was telling me that, you know, my best years were past me. And I mean, all the just insane thoughts I was thinking, you know, like, oh, this is, I understand why I don't have too many examples of active people who are older than me in my life. Um, my aunt walks every day, which is a really great example, but I don't have, well, that's not true. My uncle runs pretty frequently. So I've got a couple examples. I don't have a ton of examples of physically active older people. Um, and so, but my, regardless, my brain was like, oh, this is, this is why you should just sit around and, you know, you drink your coffee and you read the newspaper and, you know, you may as well smoke because, you know, you only need to be able to breathe to kind of walk around and you can do that while you smoke. And my brain was just, <laughs> it was on kind of a self-destructive bender there for a little while that I really had to be patient with. I had to be patient and know... I think what I knew was that there, there isn't one, 
if this might take a little turn here, that there isn't like one Colby. There isn't... My identity structure is made up of lots of pieces and parts. It has a traumatized part that is the survivalist, knows how to take care of itself, uh, knows how to create the circumstances where it may never or could potentially never feel the pain that I experienced from uh, my childhood or my adult life or from any of the miss any of the misalignments of my thinking or my view of myself or the world of others because I think part of getting older is taking responsibility like I did that. Those were, those were all my misunderstandings about myself, the world, and others. Nobody, somebody could help you get them, but they're mine and you have to take ownership over them one day. But I don't have like... I don't have a I don't have a Colby who's a positive personal trainer all the time. Sometimes I've got a grumpy Colby, sometimes I've got a lazy Colby, sometimes I've got an excited and eager Colby, and these are all facets of the same person and in regards to working out it can be really easy for me to listen to the defeatist Colby. I I couldn't get a lot of strings of victories together when I was a kid. I would get sick pretty frequently. I've mentioned this before. I'd say that I was chronically ill, either due to stress or actually having diagnosable physical ailments or PTSD. I couldn't stay healthy long enough to stay in shape, to build muscle, or to gain confidence. And so a lot of that has really happened for me in the past, I would say, 10 years. And so I still have a really defeatist misunderstanding that I picked up in childhood that there's no point to trying because I'm just going to get sick again. And so for me, the way it worked was, psychologically, is I would... I was a pretty energetic child, you know? When I was feeling good, I'd run around, I'd romp, but I had really bad allergies. I got sick quite frequently. I would get significantly sick at least once or twice a year, uh, like hospitalization sick. Um, here's an example. So I, I went in, and I was 25 years old, and I went to see an ear, nose, and throat doctor, and we were talking about fixing my septum in my nose because I had broken my nose four times and they were waiting until I finished growing to straighten my septum. So I couldn't breathe through my nose for most of my life. Or, yeah, would that be most? Yeah, it's over half. So most of my life I couldn't breathe through my nose. And during that appointment, he was looking at my mouth and he's like, your tonsils are really swollen and like look they look like you've got tonsillitis like you're sick or you have strep throat does your throat hurt and I was like no no it's fine and so basically the doctor was like I think we need to take your tonsils out and you know we can do it in the same 
kind of surgery phase. We'll do your nose, let that heal, and then we'll do your tonsils, and I think that'll really help your overall health. And I was like, oh, why? And he's like, well, you basically, your immune system is living or has lived with an infection almost the entire time you've been alive. You basically had a sore throat. Like, what you think is normal is a sore throat for most people. And I was like, it blew my mind. I was like, I just, I just have, <laughs> I just got used to this. And so when he told me that, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And it was a very uncomfortable surgery, but it has dramatically improved my overall health and well-being. And so when I was a kid, I, I was chronically ill. I had strep several times a year. And what that did was I couldn't, I couldn't really build. I couldn't build success at school. I couldn't build success with my body. And I kind of continued to hit these road bumps. And I didn't have somebody there, you know, really emotionally helping me through the ups and downs of it or strategizing like I grew up in an alcoholic family and so everyone was in survival mode all the time there weren't a lot of resources to help with these higher meta level developmental challenges I was facing and so I internalized a lot of that as well like I mentioned earlier I became defeatist why should I try this it's not going to work it's not going to help why should I why should I study? I'm just gonna get sick in a couple months and have too much makeup work to do and just fail anyways. You know, like I almost didn't graduate high school. I had a one seven GPA in high school. And that same mentality, that same part of my psyche looked at my body the same way as it did my brain. It didn't have evidence of continually showing up in slow, steady proce progress. It didn't have the experience of reaching benchmarks. And what I realized this morning when I was working out was that, you know, through grace and through perseverance and through so many, like, graces available to all of us all the time, Whatever you believe in, whatever, wherever you think grace comes from, you know, when you have an aha moment in a relationship and you realize why you haven't been communicating well with your partner or your mom or your dad, or when it seems like something outside of you kind of gives you a little poop and all of a sudden you get something. I think that's available to us all the time. And I also think that we can cultivate alongside of grace inside of cultivating trust that grace will happen when it needs to <clears throat> that we also have some amount of agency in this life and when I was younger I didn't feel like I had that agency I didn't feel like I had control over everything because you know when you're a kid, you don't have a control over a ton. You know, you're dependent upon your family for food or your, uh, for shelter. You know, you go to school, they tell you what to do. They tell you how to think. 
they tell you if you act out of line you're going to go to detention or you're going to get in trouble and so I think there are a lot of systems in place to remove our agency and so I feel so grateful that this morning like I've gotten to a place where I can recognize progression I can recognize the agency that I do have and I can recognize the benefits of gentle discipline the benefits of routine the benefits of contemplation and the reflection of therapeutic support and so this morning I crushed my workout um, there were a couple times where I, th I thought maybe I was doing it wrong because my core wasn't burning but other things were so I'm just guessing there's a whole bucket of things I don't know about human anatomy because these are you know trained personal trainers who put these videos together um, and I think I wanted to share that because I need all the evidence that I can get to remember that going slow is okay that going slow and steady will yield results you know it's um What's that? I'm, I'm remembering that parable. Uh, what's the idiom? Slow and steady wins the race, right? The tortoise and the hare. Um, the tortoise is all flashy and shows up to the race and it's like, ha, 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 ha. I am here to win again. I am the fastest hare in the land. I Hold on, let me lace up my golden shoes. I'll put on my silver bandana. And the tortoise is over there like... Think, I think I, I'm going to just take another step. I'll just keep walking. I'm just going to keep going. And I don't remember how the story plays out, but as you may know, the tortoise wins the race. And <laughs> there's so many things in our society that are, that are telling us to be the hare. Even though we, you know, especially in the West or America, I don't know if this is a universal parable or fable. Um, but there's so many things in our society telling us to do it fast because, in my opinion, capitalism thrives off of, of speed and turnover and efficiency. And our entire economic system is based off of an increasing speed of commodifying trends or commodifying ideologies or commodifying and really colonizing information or style or expression. And it does it at such a fast pace now that it's hard for us to think that slowing down is okay. And no shade to people who move fast. I have, I have lots of friends who, who buzz through the day, who get a lot done, who help a ton of people, who are very present and mindful, have really 
grounded meditation practices. You know, I think we all have different dispositions. But I'm coming to find for me that contentment really lies in steadiness. Um, steadiness, discipline, resolve, determination, patience, and forgiveness. You know, forgiving myself if I miss a day working out or... I'll never forget, you know, I was in a yoga class forever ago, and yoga teachers will use this psychological or verbal prompt. Uh, you know, say you're balancing, you're standing on one leg and holding your arms in whatever direction, you're in a yoga pose, and they'll say, yeah, go to your edge, you know. Go to your edge. It's okay if you fall out of this posture, but, but find out what your edge is. And I remember I had a yoga teacher who put the, the addendum on that, that your edge today may be different than your edge tomorrow. So <laughs> this is, this is the, the paradox and the conundrum for the brain is I could do that same workout next week. And my brain will think, oh, we should be able to do this. And if I don't do it, if I feel like a failure and I don't see that as part of the building process and go and be slow and gentle and patient with myself, that I'm actually setting myself back further than any actual, you know, quote unquote setbacks that would happen from not being able to do the whole workout, you know, a setback would be injuring myself or pushing myself too hard. And I think it's a really fascinating dance of, for me, of steadiness, of moving slowly. And so I don't know why all that came out wasn't at all what I had planned for today's episode. Um, but I think it's appropriate because we all just experienced an extraordinarily challenging time. And whether you like challenges or hate challenges, it doesn't matter. We all were exposed to repeated, we, we all had repeated exposure to our deepest fears. And those fears are completely personal and completely universal. You know, all of us, most of us, I would say, experienced the fear and the trauma of separation, of being separate from one another of being separated from our loved ones, of being separated from our communities. Um, we all experienced, not all, most, a lot of people experienced the fear of mutilation, the fear of having an invisible virus 
mutilate our body. You know, the news was filled with stories of, you know, 35-year-old in perfect health found, you know, dead from corona. Um, person in coma comes out from coronavirus brain damaged. You know, we, we all experienced a universal fear of, of having our body invaded and compromised by an invisible virus. Um, we all were isolated more than we are used to. We all probably experienced some level of fear of uh, ego death. You know, if I'm not the things I'm doing, then who am I? If I'm not the communities I'm a part of, who am I? If I'm not the relationships I'm in, if I don't have the relationships I'm in to reflect back to me who I think I am, who am I? And that's a lot of shit. Oh my God, like to have a year, and I know I left a couple out uh, of the deep shared fears list, but like just if somebody told you they were going through all that last year and you, you hadn't been, I mean, my guess is it would, what would arise inside of you would be a deep sense of empathy and compassion. And so I'm trying to give myself that deep empathy and compassion as I reintegrate back into my life. I want to move slowly, choose wisely, <laughs> to quote, uh, Indiana Jones. Actually, it wasn't Indiana Jones who said that. It was the, the knight of the Templar who was in the cave with the Holy Grail when he picks the right chalice. You have chosen wisely. I want to choose wisely. I want to use this reset to build the life that I want. And, and maybe there'll be pieces of my previous life that'll carry over. Maybe there won't. But I know one thing that has helped me is really feeling into and asking myself the question like, does this nourish me? I know that physical activity and exercising and being healthy, like it, it literally and metaphorically nourishes me. It it helps my physical well-being, which helps my mental well-being, which helps my emotional well-being, which helps my spiritual well-being, which helps my ability to show up in the world. Um, and asking myself that question and taking the time as I... I do things as I go back out into the world, as I have interactions with people that I haven't seen in a long time. It's going to give me the opportunity to build the life that I want and a life that's fulfilling and nourishing and steady and content. So a lot of gratitude today for just the complete flooding of YouTube with workout videos during the pandemic. Thank you.
to all the yoga teachers and personal trainers and people who sacrificed their time and energy to help us have access to things that will keep us in our bodies, to keep me in my body. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you can, go back and send somebody some money for that. Some PayPal somebody, Venmo somebody. <laughs> Every time I take one of those classes, I think how grateful I am for how we came together to support each other and those people were a huge part of it for me. I didn't steadily work out through the entire pandemic because I was mentally falling apart most of the time, but I tried and I've got a pretty good stretch of consistency right now. So I'm gonna keep going slow, keep trying to be patient, keep trying to have conversations with people I trust that hold up a good mirror for me and just gonna move slow gonna take my time because I don't think our brains I think society's just sped up so damn much <laughs> that like there's nowhere no way the hardware of our brains can keep up with the amount of like software we're trying to update it'd be like if you downloaded whatever big sur or whatever operating system mac is trying to do on a 1985 macintosh it just wouldn't even know how to to handle all the information that was coming at it the machine literally couldn't hand it handle it i think that's that's kind of where society's gotten technology social media capitalism is like it's an endless turnover it's an endless cycle of chewing things up and spinning them out uh, and I just don't think that's natural I don't I don't think we can I don't I know that I can't operate that way um, and so no deep claims about you know how somebody should be that's how I am uh, if you're having a good time partying buying things go get it do it do you um, but for me I'm gonna try to slow down um, and if if you speed up and go do a bunch of shit and you realize it isn't for you like be patient with yourself you didn't, didn't do anything wrong if you like go to a, a concert and you freak out and have to leave halfway through it's okay it, it takes your brain to it took our brains time to catch up to being used to seeing people in masks to being used to not reading body languages it took our brain months and months and months to be used to going to the grocery store or moving onto the other side of the street if you just saw somebody walking at you or sanitizing or washing our hands it took months for us to acclimate to the realities of covid and i think it's going to take months or potentially years for us to reintegrate and so i'm going to go slow if you want to go slow give it a shot but for me that's what's working and i'm going to try to 
oh yeah, go slow and celebrate your victories when you have them. Like, just celebrate. I'm going to have like a donut today or something for my workout. Uh, I'm going to have a sip of coffee right now. Because coffee's a treat for me. And yeah, wish you the best of luck in whatever you're working on. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a viewer-supported, listener-supported podcast. So if you're getting something from these, please recommend it to a friend. Spread the word. Go over to my website, www.turningofthebones.com. Check out my blogs. Head over to my Patreon. And if you can afford a cup of coffee a beer, a meal, whatever you can afford. You can set up a monthly donation. If, you, if you'd buy me a coffee once a month, that'd be great. Go over to Patreon. Uh, you can also DM me on Facebook or Instagram if you're curious about my Venmo or PayPal. And I'm going to keep doing this. Oh, Patreon is www.patreon.com slash turningofthebones. And yeah, this is, you're really helping me live. This is my dream. I love this. I love doing it. I feel like I get into the flow state, which I think is super important for all of us. And maybe I'll talk about it at another point in this podcast. I had a really interesting conversation with a friend this morning about whether or not the flow state... Wondering about how the how how the flow state or what we know as the flow state was referred to in ancient texts. So was it samadhi? Is it enlightenment? Is it bliss? Like, what words? Uh, what words? You know, what were they talking about a long time ago that we're talking about today? Still, we're just using different language for it. So that could be a fun podcast down the line. Please shoot me a message if you have any ideas for podcasts. Uh, if there's something you're curious about, if you have questions, you can go to my Instagram, uh, Turning of the Bones, or Queso Blanco. And let's keep doing this. I really enjoy these. This is a super fun process for me, start to finish. I enjoy the entire roller coaster ride of creating these. And I hope you do too. And if you made it to this part, you at least enjoyed it long enough to listen to me ramble about all my my funding and spot sponsorship options. I really want to have this be a for us, by us community, uh, create a place where we can have interesting conversations. And I dream someday to uh, do these in public with an audience. So I hope you're well. Blessings to you. Blessings to your loved ones. Thanks for surviving, whatever, whatever you've survived, whether it was this morning, whether it was dropping everything you touched this morning or your entire childhood or last week or this month or the pandemic or like, thanks for, thanks for giving this a shot keeping, keeping, keeping going. I'll never forget my mom, <laughs> I had a house burned down and my mom sent me a postcard and said it was a really rough time 
after the house burnt down and she sent me this card that said if you're going through hell keep going and I really like that you know just uh, thank you for getting through whatever you got through one step one breath after another until this maybe found your your perfect ears so blessings love to you be well Bye now.